Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. Nick Bradley here. 15 minutes to action for this week. This week's episode of Scale Up Your Business. Short and sharp insights, action tips, steps that you can take away at the end of this episode and start to apply to your business. So today I'm going to get right into it and we are going to be talking about plateaus. Plateaus, that dreadful word that people hate to have when they're in the business of startup to scale up because just by definition it means slowing down, it means the stagnation, it means the stalling of your business. And people hate it. People hate it. And listen, I I find it uncomfortable too. I probably shouldn't be admitting that that readily, but I do. Because I like things to be working like clockwork, like a precision instrument. But what you've got to appreciate is that stagnation is not the death of your business. And it's absolutely possible to reinvigorate. Now, before I get into what those tips are, I've got four strategies for you today, four things to think about. What I first want you to consider is that stagnation or this idea of of something just slowing down for a period of time is very normal. It's very normal in nature. It's very normal in most things that you're not always going to have the ups of the roller coaster. You're going to have the downs and you have the points that just go flat. And it's a really good analogy I heard the other day about performance cars and particularly cars, F1 cars or any sort of racing cars. And, you know, they are designed to be able to, you know, go a a full distance of a race. If you think of something like the Le Mans 24 Hour, it's a massive endurance event. And and those cars can keep on doing it. They don't really have to stop pit stop as often as they do. But by pit stopping, it allows them to recalibrate just to have that small break so that they can push again and push again. So if your business is in a plateau, perhaps it's in its natural cycle. And perhaps you should accept the fact that that's where it is at that point in time. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. However, if it continues, if it continues for longer than you'd like, and it stretches out, let's say, with no real end in sight, then my view is it is cause for concern and a bit of worry. And, you know, it's one of those things, it's a real kick in the pants to be growing and then remain static for a long period of time. And it's quite often, and I've worked with many clients who've come to me and they've literally been in a point of plateau or stagnation for, I hate to say this, two to three years. And that's when the, the founder, the, the, the entrepreneur gets burnt out, overwhelmed, stressed, cash poor, time poor. And you just don't have to be like that. Now, before I get into the strategy today, I want to talk about the founder of LinkedIn, a guy called Reid Hoffman, an amazing entrepreneur. In fact, he's been involved in some of the some of the biggest startups to sort of unicorns in the world. I think he was involved in things like Facebook. Um, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he's involved in a lot of the big West Coast American amazing startup successes. And he's written a book and it's called Blitz Scaling. And it basically means sprinting hard and fast without fueling you know, without looking back, without stopping. It's like, go, 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 go. 
And he, it's funny, read, you know, he's a great interesting guy, right? He's worth looking into. He's got a podcast as well called Masters of Scale. So he kind of does a very similar thing to what I preach on about. But he swears by this technique and he reckons to gain, you know, this a massively highly profitable business that's growing. Um, and as he says, avoiding to avoiding landing in the startup graveyard within five years of opening, like half the companies do, he says that you've just got to go for it, go for it. Now, my view is this is it's quite risky because you're not relying on other things. You're not you know, relying on things like structure, stability, careful calculation. But it's another way of thinking about it. And you know, my sort of view is this. If, if you've got a business and you want to go from 60 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour when the speed limit is, let's say, 40, then not every business can cope with that. And you've got to be very, very clear that if you've been pushing, pushing, pushing for so long, it's quite, quite common that you might hit a plateau because the business just runs out of energy. It just runs out of momentum. And even if you are that type of leader, sometimes, and I see it quite a lot with really good startup leaders, is that they, they're looking forward, they're running at that 100 miles an hour, but they're not necessarily bringing all their people with them. And that's the issue, and that's where your company can get into a pretty serious growth rut. So here are the strategies. As I said, 15 minutes to action. There's the precursor. Let's get into it. So the first one is rethink the people that you're bringing in. So again, it could be the people you're hiring for jobs. It could be the people you're bringing in to run projects, interims, freelancers, freelancers, sorry. And you've got to be, you know, you might be interviewing the best of the best for your team, but you've got to make sure that the hires that are coming in, whether they're permanent or not, are both technically competent, but also emotionally competent. This is really, really important because, you know, I think things like empathy allow team members to understand the human side of business and it makes them, I suppose, better natural salespeople, colleagues, just, just better people in the business. And that correlates with productivity. So if you've got, you know, a whole heap of, um, so, let's call it self-centered rock stars, and you know those ones come in and they don't bring impressive emotional intelligence then you know i think there's a piece there where you just need to have a think about that again it's much better to fire let's i don't want to keep pushing on sales but firing a toxic salesperson or a toxic anyone in your business even if their figures are amazing because you'll be fine you'll find out that the longer term in terms of people's happiness and comfort at work will be compromised by that individual's um, attitude. It's that whole analogy about the bad apple in the business. So you've really got to think about that and have a think about both the emotional side and the competency side. Because quite often when you're in fast growth, you're bringing in the superstars, you're bringing in the rock stars, and all of a sudden that ends up being very chaotic. And some of the biggest companies in the world, I used to work at Google, did some stuff there for, for a couple of years, they got into that situation. They kept hiring these rock stars and then they had a plateau when they realized that you just can't have all those sort of people in the room together. It just becomes stupidly competitive. In fact, if you've ever seen that really funny movie, I think it's called The Internship. It's got Vince Vaughn in it. But, you know, that whole thing around what's Google like to work with and everyone's kind of competing for the jobs and it's very aggressive, that sort of stuff only gets you so far. So really, the first point is rethink those typical hires. The second point is improve or prove upon the things that already make your business great. Okay, so, so to get to where you've got to, your company has strengths. It has unique strengths. So you've got to kind of 
You know, really delve into what they are and lean on them. Really focus on them. Because it's quite funny, when I've worked in the world of private equity, we used to look at this all the time. And one of the firms that I work with said, you know, identify the game changer for your company and industry, then relentlessly pursue the differentiator. This is interesting. This doesn't necessarily require a complete change to the business model. It just means focusing on customers' real needs. Now, let me unpack that for you because it's a, it's a quote from a private equity firm I was involved in. Now, what it really means is that the market's moving, things are changing, and you might be or might have served your customers extremely well, and you might have a proposition that absolutely nails it out of the park, but things evolve quickly, things change. So instead of just throwing everything away, if your customers' needs have changed, what you need to do is listen more intently, work out what was successful, what made you successful previously, and see if you can tweak and tune your proposition, your products and services to make sure they are still relevant. Okay, massively, massively, massively important. Some of the fastest growing companies that I've been researching in America is, um, and this is quite an interesting point, they, they, tend to, they tend to sort of play up the oddities. Now, what that sort of means is doing things that are different from what the rest of the market is doing. And I often say, if you want to be successful, look at what everyone else is doing and do the opposite. Now, that doesn't mean totally changing everything, but it means stepping up and standing out. It takes being brave to do that, but if you are prepared to do that, you might connect again with what made your business great in the first place and get you back on that path. Okay. Oh, God. Deep breath, deep breath. I'm flying today. <laughs> now, the third one, the third one, and this is going to go against everything I talk about, right? Stop listening to your heart. Stop listening to your gut. Now, that doesn't mean stop forever, but sometimes I think you get into a point when the business is growing, you start to think that everything's going to work for you. You get in flow and you work primarily on your instincts. Now, what I'm saying here is you shouldn't completely dismiss your instincts, but you need to back them up by key performance indicators, metrics, the things that are important, data. So the more objective information you can evaluate and, and the more intelligently you can evaluate this, the more you can and the more quickly you can scale. So I'm saying stop listening to your gut, but I'm, I'm saying that on the premise that you need to bring head and heart together. And it's quite Quite often, and I, I believe this fundamentally, that if your mindset and your heart set are aligned, you are going to make the best decisions. Quite often, you just get into a situation where things are working, it becomes comfortable, you stop looking at the things that you should be doing, your habits and routines fall back. All of a sudden, yeah, I'm just not going to look at that report this week because like the business is flying. Do that for too long, you know, forget that habit, and all of a sudden, you're going to get yourself into a plateau state. So even if you think, I don't need to do it, force yourself to do it. And if you make that a disciplined thing, then what's going to happen is you're going to be able to see through the data, through the metrics, issues, problems, challenges before they become major, major concerns and derailments for your business. So Tony Robbins used the quote. He wasn't, he wasn't actually referencing to business, but it works every time. He says, you want to kill the monster when it's small. Not when it's big, because when it's big, it's going to, you know, rip your business apart. So you want to be able to identify those issues early. So that's what I mean by stop listening to your heart, stop listening to your gut, to your instincts. It just means make sure that the metrics are there. Okay. And again, if you're in a plateau, the metrics are going to get you out of it. Because all of a sudden, if you start to measure the right things and you haven't been doing that for a while, you're going to start to see the, see the information that's going to trigger those insights which are going to get you thinking differently, more creative, different ideas, 
And those things are going to massively serve you as you try and transition your business back to growth. And the last one is something I've been recommending quite a lot through the whole COVID-19 play, which is unearth and look for adjacent markets. So it could be that, you know, you have served your market, you know, the, the market, the customer, the avatar that you thought was so important when you started your business and you wanted to solve that problem for them so much. It might be that you're doing it really, really well. And you need to now branch out from your regular customer base and find another market, another segment where your your same product and service could have a, might be not be the same appeal, but it has an appeal to that market. So one of the things I see quite a lot is, you know, you might be marketing, let's say to millennials, but it might be some time to pay attention to Generation Z, for example. Now, this generation is expected to account for 40% of the consumer base now that we're in 2020. Okay, so if you look at the the difference between sort of personal spending power and the influence that they're going to have on their parents' spending, it's time to make sure that if, if you know, you've got millennials, make sure post-millennials are certainly part of your audience. And it could be that your proposition fits really neatly. The key thing here is this is not product innovation. This is not trying to change what you're currently doing. You are literally looking for another market that's going to be applicable to you. And I'll give you a live example of one of my clients recently really really proud of proud of Johnny. He's got a business which sells ponchos and you know really cool ponchos actually. You can ride bikes with them. They're really beautifully designed, cool colors, you know, fantastic sort of stuff. And of course, with COVID and also because that sort of product is very much seasonal, he had, you know, a really really bad time, particularly at the beginning of um the environment change that you know he wasn't selling anything and he had stock orders coming in from China. But do you know what he did? He realized that from the same factory that he was making these things, he could make these really effective, cool masks for people who are kind of still exercising, literally like protective masks, so that, um, you know, they could do bike riding, they could do running, they could wear them. And they're quite trendy and fashionable, just not those, <laughs> those kind of plasticky things that you see everyone wearing that white and very medical. And he massively sold these things. He sold out of them. And all of a sudden, you know, he was selling... A totally new product, you could argue, but it came from the same place. So it was very, very efficient. But he, he found a way of just operating a little bit differently. He unearthed a new market by being innovative when he could have easily been in a state of, you know, extended pain just because of everything going on. So it's a good example. It's not necessarily the, the kind of the usual thing that happens with plateau. As I said at the very beginning of this podcast, plateauing tends to be something that entrepreneurs get into and then sometimes they can stay in that state for ages it's really really disappointing for me to see but if you think about these four strategies and you apply them to your business it may only be one that you need to actually do then these are the best things i've found to get you out of the position you're in and get you back into into growing into into you know that sort of leadership again pushing boundaries getting things working okay so just a quick summary because we're almost at 15 minutes So strategy one is rethink the people that you're bringing into your business, get very connected both with capability and the emotional component of who they are. Okay, you don't want the bad apples. Number two is improve on weight on what already makes your business great, appreciating that your market may have changed. So you need to listen to your customers and and then look at what your business does and see where that fit is and make tweaks accordingly. Number three, stop listening just to your heart. 
okay? Start to bring a bit more data, a bit more metrics and KPIs in your business. They will unearth any issues you have around plateauing. And if you really trust that and you basically work with your head and your heart, you'll start to make better decisions around what you need to do with your business. And the fourth one is just look a bit wider. Look for those adjacent markets. Look where your product and service could serve somewhere else. It could be a different geography. It could be a different customer segment. But testing in those areas is going to get you a pathway. It could be just that little thread of growth. And as soon as you start to see that, you can double down and that will start to accelerate you out of the plateau that you're in. So that's it. 15 minutes to action. So how do you overcome a plateau if your business is in that stagnation? That's what we've covered today. And as I say, if you love what we're doing here, please go and subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Leave a review. And if you haven't done so already, join the Scale Up Your Business community on Facebook. It's a very vibrant community. It's growing by the day. And it's another thing that I like to help people to have that community so they can bounce ideas off each other, have some accountability so they can grow and scale their business. So thank you very much. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.